Gregorian chant, the soul of sacred music, and the body of the music you'll hear on our program, Sacred Soundings, music to deepen your faith beyond measure. I'm Al Romano, your host for Sacred Soundings, on listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, and streaming live on stgabrielradio.com. One of the best-known and most widely venerated saints in the history of the Catholic Church, as well as one often relied on by Catholics and other Christians for heavenly intercession, is St. Therese of Lisieux, affectionately known to Americans and other English-speaking peoples as St. Teresa the Little Flower. The youngest of five sisters, Therese was born in 1873 in Alençon, France, to devout and fairly affluent Catholic parents. She was precocious, highly sensitive, and showed an unusual interest in spiritual matters at an early age. She earned the enduring title, The Little Flower, by virtue of her love of nature, especially flowers. One observer said, as a small child, Therese saw herself as the little flower of Jesus, who gave glory to God by just being her beautiful little self among all the other beautiful flowers in God's garden. Therese's earliest years were blessed with a love-filled, peaceful, and happy family life. Her parents adored her and took her on Sunday walks in their scenic community in the colorful countryside. Her older sisters pampered and played with Therese and no doubt nurtured her insatiable curiosity about God, heaven, angels, and saints. This idyllic family life was bound to end sooner or later, and it did, much sooner than anyone in the family expected. When Therese was four, her saintly mother died of breast cancer at age 46. Providentially, Therese's love-suffused early life heavily influenced the formation of her simple and uncommonly beautiful spirituality. She experienced God as love and approached God as a child runs to a loving parent with open arms and total trust. She would need total trust in God as many more painful sufferings awaited her. Shortly after the death of her mother, Teresa's father moved the family to Lisieux so his daughters might benefit from the motherly guidance of their gracious aunt. He also enrolled Therese as a day-boarder in a school where, unfortunately, she was a misfit. The games and dances of other children didn't interest her. Therese was very bright and, therefore, bored with many of her classes. Because of her overall intelligence, she was, at age eight, advanced to classes for 14-year-olds. Adding to her sadness and sense of isolation, her brightness aroused the envy of some fellow students who teased and tormented her. Therese would later admit that her five years of the school were the saddest of her life, yet she was firm enough in her faith to suffer in silence like a martyr, never telling her family of the pain, torment, and humiliation she was undergoing. Yet hurtful as all those abuses were, they paled in comparison to the mental and emotional suffering that Therese endured during this time on learning that her eldest sister, Pauline, whom she loved and thought of as her second mother, had entered the cloistered Carmelite community of Lisieux. After Pauline's departure, Therese struggled with deep depression and extremely painful hypersensitivity. She suffered from constant headaches and insomnia, fits of fever and trembling, and terrifying hallucinations. Doctors could neither cure nor even diagnose her illness. Then what appeared to be a miraculous cure occurred. Therese turned her head to a statue of the Virgin Mary near her bed and begged for a cure. Suddenly, Mary's face seemed to come to life with a divine beauty 
and a radiant smile that touched Therese to the very depths of her soul, and suddenly all her pain was gone.
Rejoicing in the Lord by the Sisters of Mary, Morning Star, and within thy sacred heart by the benedictions of Mary, Queen of Apostles. You're listening to Sacred Soundings, a production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, and we're highlighting the life of St. Therese of Lisieux, known to Christians worldwide as the Little Flower. At age 11, Therese received her First Communion and Confirmation, two of the most joyous events of her life. But after receiving the body of Christ, she experienced a vicious attack of scruples, which lasted 17 months. She lived in constant fear of sinning. Abhorrent thoughts disturbed her peace, and she wept often. Her older sister Marie remained close to her and helped her overcome the affliction. But Marie, like Pauline, also entered the Lisieux Carmelite convent, which to Therese met the loss of her third mother. With both of her older sisters now in the Carmelite convent, Therese was more determined than ever to join them as a cloistered nun. But at fourteen, she was two years below the entry age. Even so, she was adamant, so adamant that when she accompanied her father to a general audience of His Holiness Pope Leo XIII, she startled everyone by throwing herself before the pontiff, begging to become a Carmelite. The wise pope told her, If the good God wills, you will enter. Soon after she returned home, the Bishop of Lisieux cleared the way for Therese to join her sisters in the Carmelite convent at age 15. Possibly sensing that this young girl was headed for sainthood, Therese's prioress at the convent ordered her to write her memoirs, describing her thoughts, feelings, and experiences from as far back in early childhood as she could remember, and throughout her life as a cloistered Carmelite nun. These writings became Therese's posthumously published autobiography, The Story of a Soul.
How Great is the Kingdom and the Soul of Christ by the Schola Cantorum of the Dominican House of Studies in Washington. After seven and a half deeply fulfilling years in the Carmelite community, Therese spent the last 18 months of her life suffering the agonies of tuberculosis and a dark night of the soul. She was assailed by severe temptations to doubt her faith and overwhelmed by a terrible sense of separation from God. She defeated despair by saying many prayers of faith in Jesus and in God's love for her. Finally, her dark night turned to glorious day. The girl was happy just being a little flower in God's garden, who now lives in the hearts and intercessory prayers of Christians all over the planet, died on September 8, 1890, at age 24. St. Therese was canonized in 1925. In 1997, she was declared a doctor of the church, the youngest person ever so honored, quote-unquote, in tribute to the powerful way her spirituality has influenced people all over the world. Many Christians no doubt pray for St. Therese's intercession because she said, I will spend my heaven doing good on earth. I will let fall a shower of roses. Shortly after her death, the rose fall began. Cures of terminal illnesses and many other miraculous experiences have been attributed to her intercession. Apart from random cures, St. Therese's faith and prayer life have clearly had a global impact. In a world where living large appears to be the most passionately pursued goal in life, each year countless Christians join the ranks of those who have discovered the simple beauty, profound meaning, and deeply fulfilling rewards of St. Therese's little way approach to the spiritual life and sainthood. What exactly is her little way? The Society of the Little Flower states that Therese liked the phrase little way because she felt it captured her understanding of being a disciple of Christ, of seeking holiness of life in the ordinary and the everyday. Accordingly, St. Therese believed that you don't have to perform heroic acts of courage or endure painful acts of penance to grow in spirituality and achieve sainthood. Her little way consisted in doing small and very ordinary things, like washing dishes, folding napkins, or sweeping the floor, or simply offering someone in need of it a kind word or a warm smile, and doing all these small or ordinary things with great love and humility.
Come bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, and rejoice with me, all ye that love the Lord, by the Religious Choral Works Choir, Cantores and Ecclesia. The jaded among us might consider the little flower and her spirituality too sweet, too childish. But as Bishop Robert Barron points out, the key word here is not childish, but childlike. He reminds us that Jesus said, If you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must become like a little child. Bishop Barron concluded, When you're in that childlike mindset of complete dependency, of total trust in God, you're in the state of being that Jesus called the kingdom. St. Therese's little way is the way of a child, of complete, humble trust in the ways of God. That isn't just sweet and sentimental. That's right at the heart of the Christian faith. I'm Al Romano, your host for Sacred Soundings, airing every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 2.30 and 9 p.m. on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio.